Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we thank you for this beautiful evening. The quietness even of this time together. We've had so much going on. Uh, some earlier today and this past week and month, some later tonight, tomorrow, the days to come. But we would pray that you would help us in these few moments to focus upon the Lord Jesus and upon your gift to your people. And we pray this in his precious name. Amen. Well, my wife Connie and I have been the victims uh, during Advent of a, a, a scheme. Uh, it is um, connected with Amazon. It's not their fault, but it's called a, a brushing scheme. And it's relatively unknown unless you have uh, been the victim of it or know somebody who has. Uh, you're probably not aware of it. I talked to one guy who delivered packages from Amazon. He wasn't even aware of it. But it's been on um, CBS. It's been reported there. And it's, uh, you, you can Google it. It's, it. it's a real thing. Let me describe it to you. And here's how it, uh, it happened to us. By the way, in a moment, you may say, well, I'd like to be a victim of that scheme because uh, at, at first sight, it doesn't sound uh, all that terrible. So we had some friends over and a package was delivered and uh, it was from Amazon. It was to my wife and anything from Amazon comes in my name. Uh, that's just the way the uh, the account is set up, but this was uh, to Connie. And she opened it, and then she said to me, did you order something for me? And I couldn't swear to it, you know, and I, I said, well, I, I don't remember ordering anything. What is it? And she opened it for me to see, and it was, let me just say, it was something that I wouldn't have ordered and she didn't want, okay? Uh, that's about as far as I can describe that. And uh, it was a little bit creepy. Uh, there was no packing slip. So we looked at, we wanted to send it back or see who sent it or whatever. And, and there was no way to, to trace it. Well, uh, we... We kind of forgot about it until a few days later, another package arrived. Uh, same kind of thing. Uh, and it, it wasn't that it was uh, something creepy in there, but it was just a very random object. And so uh, Connie looked on, online, and uh, there were lots of people that asked the question, what do you do if Amazon sends you something that you didn't order? And are you going to be charged for it and things like that? And what if there's no packing slip? And, and that's where the answers came out that this is a brushing scheme. Now, here's, uh, here's apparently, I don't even fully understand it, but apparently foreign companies 
that send through Amazon will, uh, in order to up the amount of the circulation of that particular thing, will send them out randomly. They'll get names and so on, and then they'll do fake reviews and, uh, you know, recommending what a, what a great product it was and so on. Well, over the course of uh, uh, the last few weeks, um, well, let's just say we got a few more things. Uh, and um, let, let me just, let me, let me give you some examples here. Uh, they were all rather random. Um, for instance, this, this came, uh, and it, it's called a cup turner. Yeah, that was our reaction too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, and I still don't know what it, what it does. Um, we, uh, we got a battery for a phone that we don't own. Um, uh, this is a, a watch band for a smartwatch that we don't, we don't have one. Um, this is actually a, a blood pressure thing, which... Well, after this week, I think I'm going to keep that anyway. But, and then these, uh, these were from a, a package, and I know you can't see them, but um, what they are is uh, they are things that you put in your hair, and there's ways to keep them in your hair. Some of you are nodding your head, and so if you're wearing one tonight, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but uh, then you put your hair over it, and it looks like you have a bun and I, I think it's mostly for ladies. Anyway, um, we, we, got, uh, uh, we got a magnetic dartboard and a, some uh, uh, ski straps, which aren't here because we've already re-gifted those. <laughs> and then we did get uh, a couple of other things. Uh, uh, got wart remover, which is at home, and... Uh, and the last thing we got, or, or the most recent thing, uh, is it, it's a cream, and it is a, a neck mask, and uh, it says lightening necklines, lifting, tightening skin, moisturizing, repairing, brightening neck skin tones, and it came all by itself. And, uh, you know, I said to Connie when we, because we were getting kind of interested when we opened that one, I said, well, at least we finally have something we can use. So, um, so uh, here we, we've received all of these things. And uh, in fact, if you're interested, after the service, I can make you a deal on really any, any of these. I told the early service they had to wait till after this, this service. And, and there was some interest. I, I, I think there was. I, I do. Um, but here's, here's the thing uh, with these uh, gifts and uh, with gifts that we give. If, if when I said these might be available, some of you went, huh. And you thought, I might actually see him afterwards uh, to, to, uh, to get one of those, um, then that tells me one of several things. Uh, either you're a really bad shopper and you didn't finish your shopping, uh, or 
um, maybe you had parents like I had when they were still alive. My parents, when we would say, uh, Mom, Dad, what, what can we get for you? And you kids know where this is going. Uh, because they would then say, oh, we don't need anything. Just you don't need to get us anything. And it was so frustrating because we were going to get them something and they were, they were of no help to us. And uh, the sad part of that is I've now become that person. And I, that's, what I, that's what I tell my, my kids when they ask me what I want. It's important for us It's essential for us when we think about this time of year and and the giving of gifts to remember why we actually do that. And I want to give it to you really in, in one sentence, why we give gifts at Christmas. And it's because of God's gift to us. And here it is. The Father sent Jesus, God becoming flesh, to live the life we needed to live and to die the death that we deserved to die to bring us to God. We couldn't get to him, and so he came to us. And that's the nature of his gift. Here's how the Apostle Paul describes it. He says in 2 Corinthians 9, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Inexpressible. Some other versions say unspeakable or indescribable. And... um, Because this is the only place that that word is found in the New Testament, Uh, a a lot of um, translators think that Paul might have actually made it up. He might have coined that word. He took some Greek words and smushed them together. And it was because he was so overwhelmed by the gift that God had given to him and had given to us that he said it's just, it's indescribable. It's, It's inexpressible. Now I realize it would be the height of arrogance for me to now describe that gift if Paul has said it's indescribable. And I'm not going to describe it, but what I want to do in the next couple of minutes is to share with you why it is inexpressible. And I'm going to give you five things, but don't worry. I'm going to do all of that in about two minutes. The, the first reason I'm convinced that it's, it's inexpressible is because in its cost, it's immeasurable. It's impossible to measure the worth of what God the Father did for us. We can't put a price on it. Everything else, no matter how expensive, a price can be put on it, but not this gift. And not only that, if we were to try to put a price on it or if we were to try to pay him back for it, 
that would be an offense to him. It's secondly inexpressible if you compare it to human gifts. There is no human comparison. Think about the, the gifts in this box. How inappropriate it would be to in any way compare these with what we're talking about here. And even the best gifts that you're going to give don't begin to compare to the gift that God has given to his people in the person of Jesus Christ. Thirdly, the, the gift may not even be on our list. We may not even realize we need that gift. And it's inexpressible. And fourthly, it is unconditional. We give gifts for a reason or a condition. Usually the reason is we have some kind of a re relationship with those that we're going to give it to, even if it's a shallow relationship. Now, you may be saying, what about those things up there? Well, yeah, we don't have a relationship with whoever sent these, but they did use us. They had a reason. They had a condition for sending these things to us. But when it comes to his gift to us, it is absolutely without condition. In fact, it is so far from the way and, and the reason we give gifts that it, that gift is not even given to his friends. The gift was given to his enemies. That's how the Apostle Paul put it. He said, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't just choose those that he thought would love him. He loved first. And then fifthly, unlike even the best gifts, that gift from him satisfies the heart and the soul and it lasts forever. Whatever your best gift that you're giving this year, none of us can say that about those human gifts. And Christ is that gift. If he is the gift, we might ask the question, well, can we have Christmas without Christ? Some of you are planning to do that. Maybe not consciously, but you're having Christmas without Christ. One of the radio stations I, I listen to, and um, when I don't want to listen to other things, I'll, I'll hit this on, on the FM, and, and right now it's playing Christmas uh, 24 hours a day, Christmas songs. But they are all Christless. There is no Christ in any of the songs. He's not mentioned, he's not referred to, doesn't talk about the birth. It is the other Christmas songs. And there's just something missing. The American atheists put out an ad that asks the question, who needs Christ at Christmas? And then the answer is an emphatic with an exclamation point, Nobody. Who needs Christ at Christmas? Nobody. 
And then the PR guy for the American atheists who knew they had a PR guy said, we are making Christmas better by letting people quit pretending they are religious. Now, I actually agree with that sentiment to a point that you can have Christmas without Christ. They suggest gifts and and family and, and food, and those are all wonderful parts of Christmas. But if you do have it without Christ, it ends tomorrow. And the letdown begins immediately following. That's the difference. So there is a difference, and there's an alternative. There is a response, uh, an ad that came out to, toward the atheists that says this, to all our atheist friends, all he wants for Christmas is you. Now, I love that tone. I think that should be our tone toward those who are celebrating Christmas without Christ. It's just refocusing in a kind way that he just wants you. He's not going to force himself on you, but that's his loving desire. And that's the message for us. It is all about Christ. I drive a very nice car. It is a 2014 Honda Civic. I love that little car. It's completely dependable. Uh, It rides good. Um, It's going great. But when we were younger, my wife and I, we didn't drive such nice cars. You might not think a Civic is a nice car. I do. Uh, We drove some real junkers because that's all we could afford. Uh, We had cars that, especially when we lived where there was uh, uh, snow and and salt that they put on the snow and ice and that kind of thing, uh, we had cars that had holes in them from uh, the rust and and so on, and um, we, we drove them totally into the ground. Now, I'm not a real bumper sticker kind of guy in terms of putting them on my cars, but I do like to read them when I pull up to a, a, a stoplight, and I'll usually read them till I get frustrated and, you know, with the person in front of me and so on. But there is one bumper sticker that you can actually buy uh, still that if, if I had seen it when I had those old junkers, I might have actually bought one. I might have put it right on my car. That bumper sticker says, this is not an abandoned car. <laughs> and so when you're parked, you don't have to worry, officer, <laughs> that you will get towed. When we think of the gift that God gave to us in sending his one and only son, what he was saying to a world that was broken was this is not an abandoned world. 
he was saying to his people, I will never abandon you. You can count on that. That is the message of Christmas, and that is the gift inexpressible that is offered to us. Let's bow together. Lord, thank you that you saw fit to send your one and only son that those who would trust in him alone would have eternal life. Will you help us to ponder on on that inexpressible gift to appreciate, to be thankful for that great love you showed to us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the beginning, there was no light. It was formless and void, and there was darkness everywhere. And God said, let there be light, and there was light by the word of his power. Shortly after that, darkness came into our world, a different kind of darkness, because sin came into the world at the fall of mankind. And then as we move forward, we see this darkness that has overtaken, that is spoken of as a deep darkness that that men and women cannot find their way out of. Throughout the Old Testament, there are promises, there are are flickerings of hope and of light that was to come. We get to the end of the Old Testament, and then there's silence, 400 years of silence, seemingly another darkness. And then one came into the world. He was not the light. It was John. He was testifying to the light that was to come. And then Jesus came, and he was the light of the world. He brought salvation for his people for all time, eternal life. After he had finished his work, he ascended into heaven and and sits there and rules to this day. But before he left, he said, now you are the light of the world. Don't cover up your light, but let, the, let your light shine before men. So here's what I want us to do. Very carefully, put your hand where it is covering the light a little bit, and you can see how it affects our room. And then, now, open it up and hold up the light, and you can see what a difference that makes in our little world here. And we are encouraged to take the light of the Lord Jesus to a lost and dying world out there. Children of the living God, will you reach out and receive the Lord's benediction? And now may the peace of Christ himself dwell in you richly tonight and tomorrow and for all eternity. And God's people said, Amen. Amen.